What's up everyone and welcome back to the channel. My name is Danilo Judd. I am the host of this YouTube channel and as you guys know if you have been following me for a bit last year was bad with content. So starting this year one video weekly or bi-weekly so just be on the lookout for that. As you guys can tell by the title this is a top five things I've watched in 2020. If you follow me on Twitter or know anything about what how I like to consume my content you know I'm mainly a movie guy. I want to it to be a communal experience. I think movies and film are an art form that should be shown communally in a theater and not on a phone, not on a laptop, not on a uh, even a 75 inch TV HD 4K Dolby surround sound uh, soundbar. I I just like theater experiences. If you're new to the channel, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. You guys can follow me on social media. I am more active. I will say on Twitter that is the place to follow me if you want to get in, get hold of me talk to me about anything with Star, uh, Star Wars or film. Also available on podcast form at Danilo Judd Reviews if you don't like to see me flail my hands around for the next 20 minutes or 15, however long this video is. Anyway though guys, without further ado, I'm going to stop rambling. Be sure to follow me on social media. If you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button and we'll get into my top five things I've watched in 2020. As you guys know, I am a film guy. However though, I did dive into some t television this year. Yes, I know, I think I've watched more television this year, series, than I have in probably the last five years. I, I That's shocking. Here are some honorable mentions of what I did enjoy in 2020. Coming in, in a, as an honorable mention is Tiger King. Tiger King was fucking wild. That I don't think it was a great docu-series on Netflix. I think it was just something we all communally liked we all communally watch together. It's just something to do when this lockdown started. And I think it just brought back happier memories for everyone. And it was just so fucking insane and wild that it was a conversation starter. Whether you were an essential worker and you talked about it with your coworkers, or whether you were just, you know, in, in a Zoom meeting, in a, in a Google chat, Zoom chat, whatever. And you're like, hey, did you see a new episode of Tiger King? I think it was like one of those things. Another honorable mention is The Invisible Man. This was a movie that did come out in 2020 um, in a theater in February in the States. So you guys probably, a lot of you probably saw it. I have my own review on it on this channel, actually. I put it in an honorable mention because I really enjoyed it for just the cathartic story and because of the sound design. And that was it. Everything else just kind of seemed, you know, whatever to me. But the cathartic, the catharticism at the end and the sound design in a theater really made this movie. And of course, honorable mention is The Mandalorian. Way too much fucking fan service in that series. It's it's nowhere near season one storytelling and the risks season one took. But there will be a totally different video on The Mandalorian season two on why I didn't like it. So be sure to look out for that on the channel in the next coming week or weeks. Now, let's get into my top five. Number five is Immigration Nation. This was a tough watch for me. If you don't know, you will know now. I am from Guatemala and it I'll just, you know, jump, not be, I'll be blunt about it. It's a political movie. I don't like ICE. And so watching this movie was very eye-opening about the, about their process and what they do and you know, what really happened, ice camps and how they do round up people. So when I see this, when I saw this documentary, I was very intrigued by it because we know kids were in cages, families were in cages, families were separated in the front, in the Trump presidency. It was eye-opening. And it, and when I see those people in those cages and when they get taken back from ice, 
I feel for them because in my eyes, they're my people. You know, they're my skin color. They're my they're my brothers and they're my sisters because Guatemala is, is in Central America where they do talk a lot about Mexico. Guatemala does get mentioned in the series, but Mexico is, you know, the prominent kind of story, uh, kind of characters they're telling it from. That's where the main, the, like, the big characters we follow, that's where they're from. We follow families. I think that's a very interesting way of doing a documentary. Instead of just, like, we're only focusing on ICE, we're focusing on actually the families of ICE. We focus on five families, and I think that's very, very unique and interesting. This documentary doesn't defend ICE, and it doesn't advocate for their being for them being abolished. It's a fly on the wall type documentary, actually. It's just very eye opening into the world of how ICE operates, what they do, how they do it, and we do get one on one with a lot of people in the immigration place, but we also get one on one with a lot of the families, which I think is very unique and a very interesting aspect and a way of telling this story. There is something that may be a turnoff for my viewers and just viewers in general, which. I, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is, is that about 80% of it is in Spanish, and so they have English subtitles on it. Um, I think it's well worth just reading a few things when you're watching a when you're watching this series. Another docu-series on Netflix that is number four on my list is Trial by Media. As you guys can tell, I really love documentaries and docu-series. When I saw Trial by Media, it actually inspired inspired me to write my own hybrid mockumentary film. I really, really enjoy Trial by Media. It's not a continuous series like Immigration Nation is. It's more of a, okay, we're going to talk about this case in an episode, this case in another episode, you know, case, case C in another episode, case D in another episode. It's kind of like, you know, we're going to start to finish. So you don't have, if you binge one, if you watch one, and you don't like it, you don't have to watch the others. I thought it was unique. I thought it gave a great insight into how the media does play a world into in politics and trials. We see in my next pick that there are trials that are political, and I think a lot of the trial by media is very political. They're trying, the filmmakers are trying to say something and they get their point across very, very well. I think every episode is very strong. I don't think there's a, there's a bad episode in the series, to be completely honest with you. And they do talk about, if you're from Michigan, they do talk about a trial from Michigan. Shout out to Jeffrey Feiger. Shout out to Lake Orion. Shout out to the Jenny J Jones show. That was very interesting to see Lake Orion on my TV set. If you're into docu-series and you're into crime and trials and things like that, I think it bl it blends those two perfectly in my eyes. We see the political side, we see the uh, trial side, and then we see like the action that caused that, you know, the homicide or what have you. And I, I think all of them kind of blend together to make such an interesting story in every episode. So the trial by media takes the number four spot of the top five things I've watched in 2020. My number three spot, another Netflix thing, The Trial of the Chicago 7. This movie, oh, I, I'm so upset I didn't, I didn't get to see this one in the theater. This movie is a, is a great, great story. If you love the rebellion type stories, the going against the establishment type stories, the fighting the rules, pushing the envelope, this for sure is the movie for you guys. And if you're around my age and you're against the establishment, it, it does it so well. I will say it is a bit of a slower burner, but don't do not let that turn you off from how great, how great this movie is. It's great acting. 
It's a great story. It's a great little history lesson. It's just a great, it's a great movie. You guys probably hear it on my channel. I don't read a lot of books. I get a lot, and I don't read a lot of history. I get a lot of my history through movies. A lot of, you know, things I know are from movies, from history. So learning about the trial of the Chicago, the Chicago 7 from a movie of this quality is very great. The movie does a great job of explaining the trial. And it doesn't show like the acts leading up to the trial. We start at the trial, which is something I don't think I've seen before. Usually we get the acts, 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 and then the trial. Here we start at the trial and we sort of reverse story tell it, which is pretty unique as well. You know, it's great. It, it was a great rebellion story of these people standing up for what they believe in and not backing down and fighting against the establishment. And I love to see that because I love rebellious type stories. I love them so much. And seeing the Trial of Chicago 7 really just made me want to go back and rebel even more. But the Trial of Chicago 7 is... It, it is one of my favorite movies already. Now on to my number two of 2020. I am so upset I didn't see this movie in a theater. I'm so upset I couldn't see this movie in a theater. Tenant. Oh my god. Oh my god. Tenant is insane. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I love this movie. I... It, it, it's the the score is incredible. The sound design is incredible. The acting, Pattinson, John David Washington, Denzel's kid, Pattinson, the new Batman. The, the, the action, Nolan doesn't disappoint. The atmosphere this movie creates, the risk taking of the risk of filmmaking this movie takes, which is the best type of filmmaking, is amazing. It uh 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 uh, uh, uh finally. A fucking original idea of 2020. No remakes, no reboot, no reboots. An original idea of storytelling that is told almost perfectly, in my opinion. That is the movie Tenant. Tenant was a movie. I think. I I hope they release in a theater. They probably won't, but I God, I hope they do because it's a movie that everyone should see in a theater. No 72 inch TV. Or with your soundbar, your Dolby, your Dolby shit, all of that stuff. It should be seen in a theater. It's a great fucking movie. It's a great movie. I will say, though, I bought it on 4K and I watched it. Um, it's available to buy now, not to stream yet. It might come to HBO, but Christopher Nolan said a few things about HBO Max, and I do agree with him with that. It's a great movie. It, it's, it's like I said, it's an original idea about time travel. It's kind of a spy time travel movie, which is kind of really cool. Um, but it's not the time travel you think it is. So, that's, that's, it, it's an original idea. And, you know, I can applaud original ideas. And when it's an original idea that I really enjoy... You know, I'm super happy for the filmmaker and for everyone who contributed to the movie. So, Tenet, for sure, is a great movie. It's a movie everyone should see. I will say, though, there are two problems to it. One, it is confusing. Uh, I had captions on when I did watch um, it. And I did have to rewind a couple of times just so I could get more uh, get clear on what they said. Because, sometimes, because one, it is a confusing and they... And dialogue is very, like, you gotta pay attention to it, you know, more than you do in some other movies. And also, sometimes the dialogue's too low, because if you're a Christopher Nolan fan, you know he likes to have his score come in very loud and kind of stay throughout the movie. And so, I think in some of the sound designs for Tenet, 
the score and background are very louder than what than what our characters are saying, but what the character's saying is important, so we can't just not hear it. So that's probably my only two gripes on the of the entire movie. But overall, it's an excellent, excellent film. If you have the money to rent it, to buy it, I do not think anyone will be disappointed with it. It's not a slow burner. It's very interesting. And like I said, for once, it's finally a unique fucking idea in 2020. On to num my number one thing I watched in 2020. The number one thing was Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. This season was something we were waiting for for about eight years. I was waiting for it for about eight years. The anticipation for it could not have been greater. The expectations for this year, for the finale of the Clone Wars, could not have been greater. And boy oh boy, did Dave Filoni hit expectations and then some for the audience. Dude wrapped up, wrapped up the series with a ribbon and said, enjoy your Clone Wars finale. I grew up with this show. I collected the action figures. I have good memories of it, of it with my mom, good memories of it with my dad, good memories of it with my sister. You know, I love the Clone Wars. Love, 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 love the Clone Wars. It's my original trilogy. How the 40-year-old white how the 40-year-olds like their original trilogy, mine's the Clone Wars. I love it. Um season 7, the first 4 episodes with the Bad Batch didn't do it for me. I wasn't so excited with it. Um the next four episodes, I really enjoyed. I know people did not like the Martez sisters. I didn't mind them. I thought they were okay. You know, it was ne necessary for Ahsoka, like how the Bad Batch was necessary for Rex. And then we get to the Siege of Mandalore. That Mandalorian arc was so anticipated for. And like I said, Filoni knew it. He recognized it, he stood up to the plate, and he hit a grand fucking slam. I, I, I have never seen more beautiful storytelling in Star Wars in the, since The Last Jedi, ever. You know, it's The Last Jedi and the final four episodes of Clone Wars, right there. It's beautiful. Maul, Ahsoka, Rex, Order 66, Death Watch, Maul DeLorean, the so 332nd, everything. The, the brotherhood, the friendship, everything about the last four episodes of The Clone Wars makes Season 7 worthwhile. Probably my favorite two hours of TV I've ever consumed in my entire life. Like I said, Dave wrapped up the series so great. I know all of us were scared that it wasn't going to get finished. However, when we saw it was go when Season 7 was going to eventually come out, everyone was super happy, and I'm so happy... Disney Plus gave them the option to finish the story of the Clone Wars, and they did it with a great send-off. This is my one of my biggest hot takes in Star Wars. My opinion, maybe some other people agree with me, but I think a lot of people strongly disagree with me. There will, There is not one shot in all of Star Wars, and there never will be one shot in the longevity of Star Wars that will ever beat the final shot of Season 7, of the Clone Wars in victory and death. Pictures speak a thousand words. The last 20 minutes, the, the last episode of Clone Wars spoke a gazillion. It is a phenomenal ending to this series. And that is the best thing I've watched in 2020. And that is my top five of 2020. Immigration Nation, Trial by Media, Trial of the Chicago Seven, Tenet, and then the Clone Wars. 
top five things I've watched in 2020. Let me know some of the things you guys watched in 2020. Did you rewatch some things? Did you watch new things? Leave it all in the comment sections down below. I would love to hear what you guys watched. Maybe it was more movies and not TV. Maybe it was more, maybe it was documentary series I missed. You know, I would love to hear it. So let me know in the comment section down below what you guys watched. If you're new to the channel, please, please hit that subscribe button. As you guys always know, you can follow me on social media. As I said numerous times before, I am more active on Twitter. If you do not want to see this pretty face and see my hands flailing across the screen, you can always find me on podcast form at Danilo Judd Reviews, available on all platforms. As I mentioned before, be on the lookout for more content this year. You know, last year it was just la I was just lacking. This year, moving forward, one video weekly or bi-weekly. I have not decided yet, so be sure to, you know, keep look be on the lookout for updates. I did start a new podcast with a few friends. So I have my own and I have a group podcast, which is called Galaxy of Film. Be sure to check that one out. Also available on all, all platforms. Thank you guys for watching. Please hit that subscribe button. Follow me on social media. Give this video a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you did disagree with anything I had to say. Let me know in the comment section down below. I will end this video with a great quote I heard in the movie Sing. As Buster Moon says, When you've reached rock bottom, there is only one way to go, and that is up. Happy New Year, guys. Be on the lookout for more content, and see you guys next time.